to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you do well. It's good to be with you. Weekend, I mean, um, past the weekend, I guess it's Monday, um, and I'm thrilled to be with you. And you know, you know that those of you who have been following us somewhat uh, through LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross, um, you know, we've been talking about the. Uh, Awful is a mild word situation in the public schools and about the book that I have been mentioning, uh, Get Out Now. Um, uh, and this was written two years ago, Why You Should Pull Your Child from Public School Before It's Too Late. Um, and I was sitting this morning. We had a wonderful mass with a new priest at the priory this morning um, Oh, dear, I think something happened here. I'm so sorry. Hold on a minute. Okay. Um, just a moment. I'm sorry for those of you who are watching live. Our camera just went off. Uh, we've got it back now, I think. Wait a second. Hold on. No, no, we don't. I'm so sorry. There's some some technical issue here. I apologize to you. Um, we're going to try to get it back, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep I'm going to keep speaking. Hold on one minute. I'm going to make one. I know this is terrible for those of you who are listening or watching. Oy vey. Hold on a minute. I'm, we're trying it again. Let me just see if it'll work now. I think it will. Okay. We're, we're on board. Um, we had Mass here this with a wonderful priest, uh, newly ordained in June, and a uh, server. And the server is newly married. So the priest is new and the server is newly married. The two wonderful men of God. And um, the um, the one who's married, his wife, teaches at a public school. And I, we were talking about this subject. And he was telling me how awful uh, it is. Uh, it, his wife, where she's teaching, just first grade. And she says it's it's just absolutely awful. She's Catholic, and again, this is a public school, and it's it's terrible. And whatever I try to say, even yesterday, some of the people at, at Mass, after Mass we were speaking, I find out the stories are worse than I've said before. And I had an email from a very wonderful woman, and if you're listening, dear one, I haven't answered you yet, but I'm so grateful for your email because my dear sister in Christ was... Um, uh, telling me, really correcting me, uh, I love her for it, um, because I was saying some pretty harsh words, some some words that I normally would speak to describe the desperate situation of, I can't even say the word, stand to say sex ed in the school. And so, uh, you know, she was telling me that there's a way to speak about things without becoming unholy ourselves. And she's a hundred percent right. And I hated to say the things I did. I I don't. I wasn't right in saying them. If I had to do it over, I would withhold those words. But when I said them, it they cut me to the heart. I know they cut some of you to the heart. And I said, we're just listening to two seconds of words. But when you put your children in that environment, they're subject to it thirty-five hours a week. It's truly, truly awful. Um, and so. Um, people have all kinds of reasons uh, to um, uh, to put their children. They say, if if my um, if but if the home, if the Catholic home is solid, then it should be okay to send to public school. And I say, why? If you know it's evil in there, why would you have a solid Catholic home and send them out to a demonic system, which is what it is, which is what it is. I would not. And so in this book, Get Out Now, 
um, they have um, a whole series of questions, and the answers are very informative. So I'm going to just read you one or two questions each day <clears throat> with their answers. And the first objection, let's say, is I cannot alter my kids from the world, so shouldn't I let their light shine? In other words, there'll be witnesses in public school. Well, I would say personally today where that was priority, but more. And the authors of this, no one wants to shoot his children. If that means keeping them up and unable to explore, children should be able to stretch, grow, and explore in an environment that respects and supports their family's faith and values. As they mature, they will gain the strength and wisdom to hold on to their values in college and at work and to help their peers to do the same. <clears throat> That said, the impulse to shelter children is perfectly normal. Most parents try to shield their children from the darker side of the Internet, for example. But it makes no sense to shield your children from harmful messages online and then expose them to the same messages in school simply because those messages have been attractively packaged and bear the government's seal of a in whatever beer government's approval is not attractively it's a warning sign <clears throat> as the commentator and we did read this before and I'll we're almost to the point where we left off on Friday as the commentator Matt Walsh makes clear sheltering your children is not a sentimental reaction but a cool-headed response to the facts and someone says, yes, my kids will eventually be exposed to all kinds of strange and terrible things. As much as I'd like to keep them shielded from the of the world forever, I know that I can do such thing. The question is not shelter our kids. No, I'm sorry. It is not whether kids will be exposed to this or that depravity, but when, how, and in what context. Are you prepared to trust the school's judgment on when Junior is ready to learn about the concepts of transgenderism? Do you trust their judgment on how he learns about it and what he's told about it? I know one gentleman called in last week um, because the children in their parish or school are getting ready for First Communion, and I think they're somewhere around seven years old. And one little boy decides he wants to be a girl, and he wants to wear a little bride's dress and little bride's veil to First Communion. And they had a lot of difficulty with that, and they couldn't solve it. And so this gentleman went to the bishop, and the bishop said, that's no problem, it's fine. Well, it's not fine. And I commented that bishop should not be a priest, let alone a bishop, right? Um we need to understand God's creation and not try to remake it um, and ruin people in the process. Opening out uh, of the public schools, opting out of the schools, is not getting into a defensive crouch. If the purpose of education, I'm reading now, if the purpose of education is to give your children the moral and intellectual tools to navigate adulthood, why would you expose them prematurely to adult problems in a system that fails to equip them with the spiritual, moral, and emotional tools they need for life's journey? You know, beloved, most adults are not prepared for what they're facing in the world today because they didn't grow up in the of evil. Now, second objection. My child attends Sunday school. Objection to getting your children out of public school. This one says, my child attends Sunday school and other youth activities at my church. Isn't that enough to keep him grounded in our beliefs? Oh, my goodness. It, it shouldn't even... A question like that shouldn't even take up space in a book, but there are there are those who think like this, uh, who think it's enough. Um, 
I want to tell you, beloved, I don't know what they've answered yet. I'll read their, their answer, but um, even if it was a good Catholic school, it's not enough. If the faith is not lived at home, you will not have Catholic children. And so to that, our authors say, so the question is, my child attends Sunday school and other youth activities at my church. Isn't that enough to keep him grounded in our belief? And the authors most likely no. The numbers speak for themselves. Your child spends at least 35 hours a week at school. Very few religious education programs come close to that level of influence. Maybe two hours a week plus Sunday worship. As kids get older, they spend fewer waking hours with their families and more, nearly all perhaps, at school or with their friends. Families who are concerned about keeping their kids close to their faith are at a serious disadvantage during the teen years because of all the hours spent in an environment of practical atheism. And before I go further to see what these authors have said, beloved, that's entirely up to the parents, not to the culture, not to the teenage years, not to their sports activities. That's entirely up to the who have been given stewardship to raise their children. The authors go on to say, these numbers do not tell the whole story, however. Working and litigating with missionary zeal, secularists have uprooted every hint of Christianity in public schools. And as the dwindling, dwindling religious practice of the millennial generation attests, Years spent in an environment of practical atheism have an effect. Hang on just a moment here. In a frank response to the argument that school, that Sunday school, and a week youth group, I'm sorry, a week night, let's say Wednesday nights, I'll start that again. In a frank response to the argument that Sunday school and a weeknight youth group can overcome the state-sponsored atheism of your child's public school, Matt Walsh writes this, quote, We cannot compartmentalize the spiritual part of their upbringing, reserve it for evenings and weekends, and allow the lion's share of their educational experience to be dominated by humanism, hedonism, and godlessness. Education is not supposed to work that way, and it does not really work at all that way, as we've seen, or if it does work. It is only in the cases where the child possesses an almost superhuman level of maturity, intelligence, and moral courage. And maybe some children really are almost superhuman in that way, but most of them are not. Probably are not. You probably are. I reread that because it's so important. And this is where we go off on the next question. Aren't you unnecessarily harsh, whoever's asking this question? After all, look at the number of committed Christians working in public schools to do what's best for their students. And the answer is this. Many Christian teachers, administrators, and staff members in public schools are indeed salt and light for their students. We do not criticize or disparage public school employees who are dedicated and passionate about helping children. In more than a few cases, especially where the family has broken down, they are a lifeline for students. The question, however, is not whether in public education but whether to put your kids in public school. You see that? You may be an adult and a teacher, and you want to go in and be a light in this dark world. And your children into it is the matter. The problem public education are top-down, systemic, and ideological. Despite the efforts of individual employees, the institutional imposition of progressive ideology makes conflicts unavoidable 
especially for from conservative families. No matter how many Orthodox Jews or Mormons work in a public school, they are effectively silenced by the rules imposed by the ACLU, Lambda Legal, and a host of other progressive uh, litigants. Now, they've included Orthodox Jews and Mormons, neither of which, of course, are Christian, but both of which have a moral family code. Here is the next question. I'm not Christian, but I worry about the direction our country is going. What do you have to say to conservative families who are not particularly religious? And this is a very short answer. Although we have focused mainly on the concerns of Christian families, our argument applies equally to cultural conservatives and members of other religions. If you do not want your children's education to be shaped by progressive ideology, you need for alternatives to education. It's as simple as that. What's said here to Christians is for everyone in the United States and everyone in the world, every human being on earth. And beloved, I'm going to go further. Truth about Christianity in the full that God has given Christianity on earth, which is in the Catholic is the truth for every soul living on the earth. No matter what religion you are now, to be Catholic is to embrace the truths of your religion. Out of that, to the who is the truth, who is our Lord Jesus Christ and the church he founded. I can say that. I can say that. The Catholic Church believes that. And you may say, well, if the Catholic Church is that arrogant and believes that, I'll never be Catholic. That may be the case. But Jesus, uh, one might say, was arrogant when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. C.S. Lewis, in his book, Mere Christianity, said, a man who claims to be God is a liar. He's a lunatic uh, man. You dismiss him as such. But he's not God. But if he is God, then he is God for every soul ever created, and he is the creator of all that exists. So uh, here's one more question in the book. Why should I worry about my child's setting through a sex education or gender identity class if I maintain open communication with him on these subjects? Oh, wow. And the answer is this. It is almost impossible to overstate how damaging gender identity and sex education classes are. Gender ideology deforms Christian understanding of the human person by contradicting science, contradicts science, common sense, and morality, while comprehensive sex education teaches them materialism, moral relativism, and hedonism. Even if you prefer the official sex education curriculum, you may not know what outside materials and speakers will be brought in, nor do you have any control over the classroom discussion. In circumstances like those, the most that open communication can accomplish is damage control. Next question. Isn't sex ed necessary to protect kids from sexually transmitted diseases and pregnancy. I'm all for morality, but you have to be realistic. Here's the response. Sex Ed's emphasis on sex positivity and its encouragement. They've described different forms of sex here, which I'm not going to read to you. Is acceptable because there's no risk of pregnancy. Uh, all of this has left our kids more vulnerable to devastating STDs, which are now at an all-time high and afflict one-third of the United States population, and to serious physical harm, including incontinence for young teen, teens who engage 
uh, in a certain type of sex. I just, I just hate to read all this. You can get the book and read it. The problems are even worse for young people struggling with same-sex attraction who are never told about the devastating physical and emotional consequences of same activity, especially when it becomes promiscuous. As comprehensive sex ed continues to fail at its stated goal of making kids safer, never. It's just going to destroy them every time. It, it will destroy them inside and out. Um, and instead produces more sexually active teens, progressives double down, insisting on ever more explicit instruction. How realistic is that? Next question. I know there is objectionable material in some courses, but I plan to opt out. Isn't that enough? The answer is no. As families' experiences at this Nova Classical Academy and the Rockland Kindergarten demonstrate you cannot opt out of gender ideology. It is not taught in a discreet, as a discrete class, but pervades the entire curriculum and school culture. Even if opting out were conceptually feasible, almost all states limit opt-outs to instruction on sex and reproduction. If you object aggressive history, pop psychology in a child's classroom, you have no right to opt. Even the opt-out and opt-in programs now in place are under fire from progressive sex education groups seeking mandatory and comprehensive sex ed covering the full range of sexual behaviors. As a practical matter, two parents actually opt out. No idea what he bought. That, that's, I would say, almost criminal. To send your child to a school and not know what they'll be taught, I think, is criminal on the part of a parent. I do, beloved. You are given your children as a stewardship from God to raise them for the kingdom and to turn them over to a school and into other people's hands and you don't know what they're going to be taught when you to be in charge what they're being taught. I think that is criminal. I even call it abuse. That's how bad I think it is. Um, beloved, there's the music for our first break. Call in with anything on your heart. Um, what we're speaking about or or not, doesn't matter or not, not call it on your heart if you wish our lines are wide open and the toll-free number to call or text is 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com we'll be right back this is father yatsik mazer please join me in a prayer to saint monica dear saint monica Many sorrows pierced your heart during your lifetime, yet you never despaired nor lost faith. With confidence, persistence, and profound faith, you prayed daily for the conversion of your beloved son, Augustine, and your prayers were answered. Grant me that same fortitude, patience, and trust in the Lord. Amen. Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful, full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight, gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the Church. Subscribe today at faithfulinsight.com. And may God bless you. At 
Catholic Radio, we're blessed to bring you the good news of Jesus Christ through the latest of technology. But don't rely on just one of your mobile devices for listening to iCatholic Radio. Download our free app to all of your Android and Apple mobile devices, ensuring you never miss a show. That's iCatholic Radio. Great Catholic programming available for download through the Google Play and iTunes stores. to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm thrilled to be with you, and we have a whole half hour to ourselves. And the, our phone lines are wide open, and you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart, toll-free or text at one 511 5483 or email at mother at com. We're going to take our first email from Amy, and Amy writes, Hi, Mother Miriam. Because I've listened to your program for a few years, starting when my son was born, I knew I needed to homeschool. (laughs) Thank you for driving this message home to all of us. Your talk about the Get Out Now book is very important, an example of the gender ideology being taught in preschool in kindergarten are the books they read to the children. These books they read to the children during story time. titled Felix New Shirt. She says it, it is a encouraging and men to wear shirt dresses. The title here. The book The Boy Who Cried Fabulous. And she said it's an LGBT book. She said this is how it starts in the preschools, in kindergarten classes, in these story time books that are mixed in with the classic books. Um minute now. It said, for your listeners who feel they do how to homeschool, and I think Amy's point is good here. So many parents feel so inadequate, and I tell you what, no matter how inadequate you feel, even if you never even graduated high school yourself, it doesn't matter. Better to uh, fumble along and get help from other schoolers than to put your to an e-system. Uh, she says, for your listeners who feel they don't know how to homeschool, there are a lot, there's a lot of support available. Um, okay, hold it. Catholic Schoolhouse, uh, she says, quote unquote, Catholic Schoolhouse is a community co-op homeschool program that is throughout the United States, and you can look it up online, www catholicschoolhouse.com. We're starting with this co-op this year. See, that way, beloved, if you're part of a co-op, assuming it's good, um, you're not alone. You get the help of a lot of others. Um, Some experienced, some new like you. And she continues to most, if not all, have Catholic homeschool conferences where you find local resources. Just a web search with the name of your state and Catholic homeschool or Catholic home educators will help people find local resources and support. We, um, she said, we have Southern California Catholic home educators. I'm pretty sure all states have something like this. These support websites, uh, these support websites can help you find other local Catholic homeschoolers, meetups, and help find curriculum. Um, such as Seton Home Study, which personally I can absolutely recommend to you, and other Catholic curriculum choices. We do not have to be a professional teacher in order to teach. There is so much help available. My question, she says, my question for you is about uh, quote-unquote faith formation classes, we used to call CCD or Sunday school. Do you recommend we go through our local parish for this? Some parishes allow homeschool to receive the sacrament, 
such as First Holy Communion, without attending their parish program. Our parish would require us to go through their program. Our parish has its own school. um, So the children in the faith formation classes would most likely be public school children, not the children who attend the Catholic school. Thank you for helping us grow in our faith. Well, you know, Amy, this is a hard one. You have to decide that. We have a fantastic homeschooling community here in Tulsa. They do not through CCE or RCIA or any of that because they are prepared uh, at home. And the bishop here will, when they're all ready, he'll test them. And if they pass the test, they'll give them uh, their first communion. And, and that's, I think, what should be. So the only reason to send them to CCD is if you absolutely know who's teaching that and what they're teaching, and if they're going to gain more from that than they would from you at home. Uh, so it, 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 all those factors depend. If, they, if they're filled with school children and they're unruly and they're not interested and they're, the parents are forcing them to go, it's not going to be a very good experience for them. So each experience is individual. We have a call from Betsy in Atlanta. Hi, Betsy. Hi. Hi, dear. Go ahead. Do you have a question, Betsy? Um, I do. I have a concern. I have um, I have a seven-year-old son who goes to Catholic school, and um, we've been pretty open with him about what God's plan is for marriage and that it's between a man and a woman. Um, but what's happened is we have a, um, a talk coming up at our church, and it's about uh, building the bridge between LGBTQ community parents and parishioners. I'm not happy about this. Um, I feel like that's I need Father to James my Martin's book, Building the Bridge. Yes. That's Father James. And he uh-huh. will be on a conference call at the event. But my concern is my son, because he's very smart, he can read, and I know he's going to ask questions about what is this about. And I just, he's just turned eight, he's in third grade, and I know it's kind of a twofold question because one, I need to speak with my pastor, but two, I need to protect my child. You do. Now, where is this going to be? Where is this conversation going to be held? At the at school our or at the in Atlanta? Oh, not at the school. Oh, heavens no. He goes to a Catholic school. My parish is not the Catholic school where he goes. All right, but but you go to that parish. Now, I do. Can, can you go to it? Can you find another parish? I feel like that's what God's calling me to do. I think so. I think you need to talk to your priest and tell him how uh, against our salvation, the dignity of the human person and everything God has done is this LBG conversation and Father J. Martin who teaches heresy all over the world. Um, Betsy, uh, can you hang on? There's the music for our second break. It'll be short. Okay, hold on until after the break, beloved. And uh, anyone else who will have 15 minutes when we come back, so you're certainly welcome to call in during the break. Toll free or text 1-877-511-5483 or email at motherthestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. of iCatholic Radio are raving about our app in the iTunes and Google Play stores. One user says, It's exactly what I was looking for since having a closer walk with my Lord and my God. Great app for the living Catholic. Praise God. 
Nancy says, this is the best app. I have become a regular listener to it. I use it every day. I also play it all night long while we sleep. Get this app and use it. It will change your life for the better. Another user recommends iCatholic Radio, saying, So sweet a sound. This has allowed me to listen to Catholic Radio when I travel. What an awesome learning tool. Thank you. If you haven't reviewed iCatholic Radio yet, what are you waiting for? Visit your iTunes or Google Play store today. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Hi, beloved. Back to Mother Miriam. It's good. Good with you, and um, we are on the air with Betsy. Uh, let me just, before we get back to Betsy, remind you, if you wish, uh, be our last segment, good 15 minutes, and you are welcome to call toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. I have a, a crooked eyeglass here. Okay. Betsy, are you there, dear one? I am. Okay. So uh, I would definitely go to your pastor and tell him that you um, not only could not be part of that uh, presentation, but uh, you can't be part of a church that is going to teach against the Catholic faith and allow such uh, errant, uh, um, immoral teaching to come into the church. I did want to say that my son does not, the school, the Catholic school that my son does attend is not the same where we go to church. No, I know you mentioned that. Uh, do they have a good church, the Catholic school? Is there a good church tied to it? They do. It's the, it's the church that I, that I actually grew up in. Um, is it too far so from, I, you, from you? No, it's not. It's just kind of been my parents' parish, and they're very established there. So I've only been back in Atlanta a few years, and I just wanted to have kind of a our different... own parish. It's okay, but, but I... Certainly... The writing's on the wall. The writing's on the wall. That's it. The out. Well, can church. I ask you one quick question? Yes, go ahead, like, dear. Am I, I mean... Obviously, we are surrounded by what's going on with the indoctrination of, you know, immorality with the LGBTQ. I, I, I just want to make sure that I'm teaching and saying the right things to my eight-year-old boy because I know he's going to be indoctrinated and seeing, you know, things why? on television. Why? How will he be indoctrinated? How, Betsy? How? Why do you know that he'll be indoctrinated? Well, maybe that's not the best word. We are we are very um, open family. I mean, I do. I have told him that you know, God believes that you know, marriage is between a man and a woman. That God's hope for us is to procreate and to you know, that's what a family is. 
And I just, I mean. And how old again is your boy? He's eight. He just turned eight. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I tell him that, you know, God loves everyone, but that God's plan and what the Catholic Church and the Bible teaches us is that, you know, God, I like to tell him that God does not make mistakes and that God, you know, as far as like the transgender thing and becoming a boy or a girl or whatever, and that God does not make mistakes. How does he even know about that? Why is that even a conversation with an eight-year-old? Because I had a nephew that came into the house who goes to public school, and we were playing the game of life, and he picked a woman doctor and said, look, I'm a trans now. And I said, hold up. Oh, okay. So you you have your work cut out for you. Yes, I understand. Um, What is your, your main question now, Betsy? Um. I guess I don't have a question. I know I need to go speak with my with my pastor. So maybe just some prayers of encouragement. No, but in terms of your son, how you guide your son? Um, Is there you, anything that I'm not supposed to that you think I should not say? I mean, I, everyone I, is God's children, but I do not want him to think that it is okay. It's it's okay. Well, it's I tell you, there's two messages there. We're all God's physical children. We're not all his spiritual children. That's why we need to be born again. And we are born again in baptism, but we either walk with God from that point on or we turn from him. And it's because God loves us that he brings us to faith and makes us his spiritual children. And that's Uh, he'll never leave or forsake us. But because he loves us, he's given us the church and the scriptures and his authority to tell us how to live. But he's given us free will. I think an eight-year-old can understand that. And so we have a choice. We love God and walk with him, or we turn from him like Adam and Eve did because we want to do our own thing. You see? So uh, does God love transvestites, homosexuals, all of them. Of course he does. He does them. But does he condemn them? He does. Yes, he does. Does he condemn them? Yes, if they don't repent. We need to be very clear, without apology, in teaching the faith. And you need to say to him, honey, it, it's probably going to be inevitable that Look at our your own cousin here uh, is exposed to all this. So it's, we need, we're living in an evil time. I think you can tell him that. And we need to know our faith. So anytime, just tell him. Uh, I wouldn't go further than you need to, but I would uh, give him an answer that he could understand, not just yes or no, or it's bad or not, see what I mean? But I would, I would teach him as you're doing. And um, just say to him, sweetheart, don't ever stop. Don't ever hesitate to come to me or your father, if you've got a, a husband there. Uh, don't ever, take to come, ever hesitate to come to us with any questions at all, and, and we'll do our best. Thank you. All right, sweetie. And, you know, uh, it, there's a slight possibility. I, I don't imagine it. Well, I do imagine it, uh, that your priest may not know that this is going on in the church. Does he know? Is it the him pastor, who announced it? No, it is, it, it is not him who announced it. Well, just on the, I would go to him, not angry, but go to him and say, Father, so-and-so, this was announced at Mass or whatever it was. And uh, first, I, I'm wondering, are you aware of it? And if he says no, say, Father, um, uh, is it possible that you could stop it? Because we're quite upset that anything like this would happen within a Catholic Church. And if he refuses and he's part of it, then say, we, we can't be part of this. We can't be part of this parish. And um, I think you need to let the bishop know. The bishop may agree, but you need to do what you can to not 
just okay evil or let it spread but if the pastor is going to do it anyway you need to be at another parish whatever it is okay thank you all right betsy god bless you it's not an easy time it's not an easy it's time not. no sweetheart so my but my child is my uh, my child and my husband and i want to make sure that he is aware of what is right and what is wrong and we follow the teachings of the church That's yes and as far as your nephew goes he needs to know very clearly that he is never again to bring those that language or that conversation into your home he That's needs to I know that him. And, and you need to, to tell his mother. Too. Yeah, you yes, need to, right. To and and tell them not as a, you know, not attacking them, but just say we're mm-hmm. Catholic, and it has no place in our home or in our church. Very calmly, but very strongly. Thank you. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. All right, Betsy. You, God, bless God bless you, dear one. You too, sweetheart. We have an email from someone who's written in anonymously and says, "Dear Mother Miriam." A Catholic blog I received published a disturbing article today that I would like to hear your comments on. The article appears to say that working outside of the house is a valid choice for Catholic moms, if I'm interpreting correctly. Well, it is valid. It's a valid choice. It may not be a good choice. It may not be a moral choice, but it's valid. Um, She says one of the things she uses to justify this position is the lives of the saints, especially St. Gianna, because she is a saint and worked outside the home. St. Gianna is also used, uh, used to justify women wearing pants because of one picture of her wearing uh, baggy men's pants while apparently hiking. Well, I think if you're going to go hiking and you wear baggy men's pants, I wouldn't object to that myself. My goodness. Um, They're not tight. They're not revealing. And she's hiking. I think that's a smart thing to do. Uh, She says, "I I would like to hear your comments on that as well. So let me just stop at that point. Um... It's valid, legitimate to work outside the home. But if it depends upon what's happening with your children and how young they are. In this world, there's nothing you could do better than to be home. I've met uh, St. Gianna's children, and they are themselves. So it really depends upon um, what's going on, the ages of your children, who's raising them, what happens there's an awful lot that's dependent on that. Um, and she says, as a homeschooling stay-at-home mom, I'm so disappointed with this blog post that I plan to unsubscribe and write a polite response in the comment box. I would love to hear your take on it first so that I could properly understand what the Catholic position is before I respond. Um, she mentions student... Or let me, before I go on to that... Um, bear in mind that St. Gianna is not a saint because she was a doctor or worked at home, worked out of the home. She's a saint because she gave her life rather than allowing the medical industry to take the life of the child in her womb, even at the expense of her life and that her child might live. That's why she's a saint, not because of every area of her life, not because she always right choices, although I don't say it's the wrong choice that she made either. I'm just saying she's a saint. Um, You could look at many of the saints, and um, their their lives um, are not always total model lives, but they uh, did very heroic things for the faith. Um, She says, I would love to hear you take... um, Uh, on it first so I could properly understand what the Catholic position is before I respond. She mentions student loans in the post, and that is one of my problems. I have a student loan that my husband refuses to pay. His plan is to just let it go into default since, in his opinion, my credit rating doesn't matter. Well, that's theft. That's absolute theft. You have a loan, you need to pay it back. There's no, there's no decision there. It would be theft if you didn't. 
um, and God hates stealing. It's one of the Ten Commandments. She says, I feel like I have a greater moral obligation to stay home and raise my five children, even if it means my loan goes into default. No, you do have an obligation to stay home and raise your five children, but you need to call the school or the bank or something and say, can we make an arrangement for me for my to pay this out? Uh, there are lots of help, lots of ways to help with that, uh, to defer a loan or to for a number of years or to pay it out at $25 a month, even if it takes two lifetimes. There's lots of help you can get for that. It, it's theft to just say, I'll let it go into default. She says, I have made, have I made the right choice in that regard? My husband is not Catholic. But thankfully, he's very supportive of me staying at home and homeschooling our children. Okay. Um, I, I think you're right to homeschool and homeschool your children. But I think that you're wrong and your husband is wrong to tell you not to pay that loan back. You need to call the loan people or the bank or whoever's involved, and you need to say, uh, this is our predicament. Here's my husband's salary. Your husband has to call them. You shouldn't. Your husband, but as the head of the home, if he won't do, then you need to. Um, and you say, I, want, I don't want to default. I just want, I just need help to work it out. You see? And, and they may uh, give you uh, for that help. Okay. Um, and she gave me the post here below. Uh, no, it's not invalid for women to work out of the home. I think if you have young children, it's a very poor and wrong, I will say you that, wrong choice to work out of the home if you have children. Some are single parents. Some have no choice but to work out of the home. But I would say if you have to go home, find a business at home. Clean people, just do their laundry, find a computer job. Uh, do an online billing thing, do translations online, uh, have a class in your house that you could teach and, and get tuition for. There's so many little cottage industry businesses uh, selling soap. There's so much you can do to earn money at home uh, and stay home and raise your children. Okay, God bless you, beloved. There's our closing music, and we'll speak with you all tomorrow. God bless you. <laughs>